welcome to the CDO Magazine interview series. I'm Tiago da Costa. I'm with Toric. Today, I have the pleasure to talk to Ryan Hale from Lico Contracting. In your experience, what, what do you see that the role that leadership is playing in those cultural changes in the company um, to become a more data-centric, data-driven culture uh, and develop your analytics capabilities? What, what is the leadership role in that um, to, to get the company there? I think overall, I mean, it, it, it is the critical linchpin that's going to hold this together or not, right? And that's just not just an IT leadership role, but, but IT being a true business partner with other leaders in the business and, and kind of locking arms and saying, okay, we, we truly do want to be a data-driven organization. And whether you say it in words to each other or you just do it in your actions, you, you, it, ha it has to be tightly wound together, right? If, if we weren't good business partners with finance and accounting, then we couldn't work with them to solve their problems. We couldn't work with them to get the right business requirements. We couldn't work with them to create the right analyses or visualizations. Same thing with operations. Lithgow runs on mainly every two weeks. We have sort of a key operational review and, and in two weeks, it'll be about the uh, operational review of our projects. And then two weeks after that, it's the operational review kind of at a business unit level. And then we, we do that same thing month over month over month. It's the cadence of the business, right? And if we can't work with those operational leaders to get the right requirements, the right metrics, the right data information flow into those occasions, I mean, it, if we, if we can't get the information in front of those groups of leaders, the guys and gals that are literally making the operational decisions that make this place run every day, then A, we failed them, but B, our data-driven journey isn't going anywhere. Mm -hmm. It's just a bunch of stuff that we've created and splashed up in some fancy visualizations that no one's gonna use. Mm -hmm. We've gotta get it in the drivetrain of the organization and that's the way people are gonna use it every day. And for us, it's been about how can we connect what we do to the cadence of those occasions or those key meetings? Because and once we did that, we saw the usage of a bunch of our stuff skyrocket. Mm -hmm. We saw a bunch of questions about why are we doing that here and that here and that here? Why don't we have one centralized place for that? Hey, we thought about this. Can you create some more stuff for us? Or what about if we looked at it this way? And all of a sudden, like the, the value of our conversations with stakeholders went through the roof. So that's great. Getting the cadence of the business. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great yeah. way to see it. If you're not in the cadence of the business, then it's just a side project. Um, and yeah. For every business. More stuff on a website somewhere, right? <laughs> yeah. It's all was. It's all was. Um, yeah. yeah. Great. And, and in terms of data maturity level, I mean, based on you're being three years into this journey, have have learn all of this that you're sharing with us um where would you say you are in data material from like one to five and one being complete denial <laughs> nobody cares about data and five being you know absolutely like totally every decision is being made with data uh, so where where do you think you are today as an organization yeah that's a fair point um i think at the highest level we're we're a three and a half to four let's say right i think I think we as an organization stress all the way down through the roles in our organization that data-driven decisions is the way we need to, to, to drive this business. Mm -hmm. And literally, I mentioned this collection of hours and stuff earlier. We do that every morning and then we give our 
our superintendents running our jobs a report every day, four hours later, that gives them real-time budget to actual information. You don't see that in a lot of construction companies, certainly not in concrete construction companies. So we're trying to provide pretty real-time data to make informed decisions. I think though you got to peel that back, right? You got to peel that 3.5 to 4 back. And then it's, okay, now how well are we set up from a data infrastructure standpoint? Pipelines, appropriate tooling, appropriate business rules. Okay, maybe that's a four, maybe it's four and a half. Great. Okay, data quality. How comfortable do we feel that every data point in our system is correct? I don't know, certainly not near a four, probably not even near a three. Then you say, okay, do we feel like we have owners of each of those data points and they could raise their hand and say, yes, I'm the owner of that and I know what percent my data is accurate. Okay, now we're trending away from three down towards two. So I think we've got a lot of work to do there. I think on the analysis data visualization side, we've got a lot of stuff there and it's good stuff. I think us going back and saying, what do we really need? From a centralized standpoint, what can be created where everyone can plug into? Do we have the right stuff? Yeah, I don't really know. Uh, a three, how about? If um, if we're talking about democratizing the data so people don't have to come to IT to get it in all cases, they can do data analysis in the in in you know commercially scalable tools versus just using Excel for everything. Yeah, we got a lot of work to do there. So I think when you start peeling it back is is really kind of where you got to make those evaluations. I think overall we're three, how about? And some are a little higher than three and some are lower than three. A lot That's of work a, to do, I think. Yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting way to put it, like where you're basically ranking each capability in your data analytics data, you know, in your in your yeah, your data analytics capability. Have, have you considered monetizing data analytics at Lico yet? Or are you using that as, as a way to monetize your projects? Um, or these are just all internal so far? All internal so far. Um, uh, frankly, I haven't spent a whole lot of time thinking about how we would monetize or if, if we would want to. Um, certainly feel like we probably have more concrete construction data points than most organizations would. Um, how we would take that, monetize it, not not sure. I'd really have to do some noodling on that. So I guess the short answer is is no. We've been pretty caught up in our own situation and saying, yeah. holy cow, how can we make this better for our people? And, and yeah. to me, it's kind of like until we could look at ourselves and say we're sort of the gold standard, we shouldn't mess around with anything else. Let's get ourselves to be in the gold standard. And yeah. if and when we get there, then that's a great problem to have. And then we'll figure out how, if we can turn it into more money or something. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and I think last question and I really wanted to ask is how, how are you guys keeping up with the technology landscape? The tools are evolving quickly. We talked about AI a little bit earlier, but there's so many other tools um, that, that involve, you know, data pipelining, AI, uh, data processing, uh, the visualization components are changing as well. Um, so how do you keep the company and the whole tooling um, going when everything is, is advancing so quickly? It's hard, um, I think is the short answer, right? Uh, we've, we've tried to attack it on multiple different fronts, and I don't think we have all the fronts figured out yet, by the way. 
Um, and it is everything from encouraging um, the folks on the team to find peer groups and peers at other organizations that they can talk to, share best practices, see who's further along in, in, in some of this stuff than we are. And that's not just within concrete construction, but peer groups in the, in the city or in the region. So we've encouraged that. Um, we try to leave time for each of our data folks, um, you know, leave time in each sprint for some research. So we, we, try to, we try to do that where possible. So it's not just we're churning out every second of every sprint to deliver the next product. It's yes, we need to churn the majority of, of spend the majority of our time churning out whatever we need to deliver to the business in the sprint, but leaving a wedge for some research and personal growth and understanding some of these tools. Um, obviously encouraging conference, all that stuff. We try to do that. Um, you know, partnering with um, vendors or having um, connections with a number of vendors um, or a number of consultancies, folks that do this every day, folks that their lifeblood depends on it. Getting those relationships is, is an important uh, thing to lean on. So it's hard. It, 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 I, I would love to find someone that's got that holy grail and, and take them out for a drink and, and, and learn how they're doing it. Um, and I try to do that every week in my own peer groups, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of it is learning as we go and just trying to take data points from a bunch of different places and put them all into a pot and see what we can do with them. Awesome. Well, great. This was this was super helpful, very insightful to um, I think to anyone watching. There's a lot to learn here. Thanks for sharing your journey and and how you guys are approaching it. Um, so uh, yeah, thanks, Ryan. Uh, the journey was was great, and uh, thanks for joining us. And if you want to know more, please visit CDO Magazine Tech for additional interviews. Thank you. Great. Thank you.